All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint podcast, the place where personal trainers go to grow their bootcamp and social media. Today, I am super excited. I've got the one and only Josh Mullen. Now, I'm excited for a couple of different reasons. Number one, Josh is an absolute leader in the field. He's qualified over 500 personal trainers over the last couple of years. Um, secondly, he's the host of a, a Facebook group, UKPTs. Last time I checked, I think there was about 8,000 personal trainers in there. And he's also the host of a website, the PT Toolbox, which has all sorts of uh, educational tips for PT. So the man knows a thing or two about the fitness industry. So Josh, thank you for, for spending your time with us. No worries, man. Glad to be here. How's it all going on your end, all right? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Josh, I like to start these podcasts with a quote or mantra that fires you up. So, have you got one for us? I have. So, it's from uh, Jocko Willink, who's uh, an ex-Navy SEAL, like motivational speaker, that sort of stuff. And it's, you must own everything in your world. There is no one else to blame. <clears throat> and... Uh, that gets me for a couple of reasons. And the biggest one is for personal trainers, especially is there's a lot of excuses why they can't be successful. And for me, taking ownership of everything that you do is, is the key to success really. So yeah, I love that one. <laughs> I love it. 200%. A funny little story, actually. Have you heard, um, have you seen the video clip the line playing above the line and below the line? Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. Have, funny yeah. story. I just did a live video. I just did a podcast on that like the other day. So I agree like 500% with you. So I love that. <laughs> um, anyway, Josh, what I was hoping to do today was actually play a bit of a game for our audience. Now, you've been in the industry a long time. You've dealt with a lot of personal trainers. You've helped them grow their business. So what I was hoping to do is play a bit of a game. And I'll give you a scenario of a PT at a different stage in their you know, career and if you can yep. rattle off a couple common mistakes, you see those PTs yep. make it at that stage, and then a couple of your you know, expert solutions. How does that sound? Okay. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, probably the first one, Josh, is a PT studying. So a lot of our listeners are currently studying their certs. What are some of the, the common mistakes you see from some of your students who are studying? So while they're studying, what are... Let's just start with the mistakes. We won't do the solutions yet. Let's start. What are some of the mistakes you see? So number one, I think, is being a bit too like dogmatic with their approach. So they have, they have beliefs of their own that they're not willing to kind of have challenge, that they're not, they're not willing to accept a different point of view. So I see that a lot, both from an educational perspective, but also just their own, their own training beliefs. So I have I have students in at the moment, <clears throat> so they have, they do their you know intensive personal training course with us, and when we teach nutrition, for example, we'll we'll throw out something in there about you know supplements not being necessary, and they say, oh, but I take X, Y, and Z, so it must you know it works for me, so it must be true. And even when they're shown the evidence, they're not really uh, they're not they're not really cooperating with us or, or convinced, you know. Yeah, so that's, that's probably yeah. is not allowing 
you know, well, having an open mind, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then number two is <clears throat> sort of a reluctance to learn from from different sources. So they might they'll maybe have one or two people they go to on YouTube or whatever. Maybe not the most reliable of sources. <laughs> And then we'll throw some things out there and we'll say, look, you should, you should read this book. And they're like, oh, I don't want to read, you know, I want to watch YouTube. Or So that's, that's the other thing, actually. Number three would be just keep learning, keep reading. And that, that to me is number, probably the biggest one is, is reading because there's so much out there. Yeah. If you've got no money, go to a library, digest all that information. You know, like we've got a bookshelf at the back with probably like 25 books on that we'll say, look, take those in your lunch break, read every day. But not many people do. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. That makes sense. So let's summarize sort of that. The common mistakes we see, um, if we had to summarize that, we'd probably say number one, that PTs, mm, when they're studying, they think they know it already, maybe, right? They think they've, they've followed some celebrity on YouTube or maybe they've got some good results on their own and they think, okay, cool, that's the only way to do it. I'm just going to breeze through my certificates and just copy exactly what this person does and be hugely successful. And then on the back end of that as well is that it's almost not going to say easy to be successful, but it's a simple formula, right? There's all this knowledge, there's all this info out there. Spend an hour a day, you know, reading some of that and you'll be successful, but a lot of people don't want to do that. So let's then um, flip that over, Josh. If you could maybe give three tips, let's say someone's studying now, what are three tips you could give that person, which will maybe help them in their, their certification, but even afterwards. So when they finish that certification, they can hit the ground running. So number one would probably be stay consistent with your learning. So <clears throat> dedicating, let's say 30 to 60 minutes a day to read, to watch videos, to, you know, just, just get knowledge from somewhere reputable. And that to me is a massive one. So I'm, I struggle a bit at the moment because we're doing a lot with work and everything and I run, I run two businesses and you know, time is an issue. So I try and block out my time for reading. It doesn't always happen, but I try to stay consistent. Um, number two, again, has got to be that reputable source of information. And then I think number three would probably be network ferociously because there's so many personal trainers out there that are willing to help you as long as you ask. And I think with things like UKPTs, there's another one I think called Personal Trainers Unite. There's so many of these groups where there's personal trainers that are, even if they're just two steps ahead of you, you can learn from anyone, you know. So I think they'd be my three. Be consistent with your learning. And then number two is make sure your sources are reputable. And then number three is just network with other personal trainers that have been in your position. So they'd be my top three, definitely. <laughs> love it so much. I love your philosophies, Josh, because I, they're pretty much what I use still today, right? The first thing I do every morning is read a chapter of a book. Same thing before I go to bed there. So I'm a huge fan of, of reading. I love that reputable source as well because I think in today's society, and I think especially for PTs, it's very easy to get caught up in the, the hoo-ha, right? Like some guy at the gym tells you this is the only way to lose weight, so you listen to that guy, but who's that guy? Yeah right? Where did you get it from? You know? So I've sort of got a bit of a rule. I only um, you know, listen to someone or learn from someone if they've been there or done it themselves, right? Yeah. So let's say, you know, you've obviously been a successful trainer. I'm going to listen to what Josh says because he's done it before. I'm not going to listen to a, a family friend at the family barbecue who's going to tell me how to run my business when they've never run a business before, right? Um, and, and then third point, networking 
hundred percent. There's that that old quote, right? Your um, your net worth is your network, and I think there's so so many different ways around it. I think hundred percent in terms of just hanging out with those PTs a couple steps ahead of you, you're going to learn, you know, what's what's coming up in the game and that sort of thing. I think also like a client sort of thing as well. Like I think there's. Mm, I'm not a big fan of luck, but I'm going to say there's a little bit of an element of luck in being successful, even in just terms of of who you know, right? Like the more people you know, the more people that can potentially train with you, right? So if we can manipulate that, you could sit back and be like, oh, okay, that person's lucky. They've just got so many Facebook friends, so that's why they've got clients. Or you could just go out and meet people and get that many Facebook friends and then do the same thing, right? It's funny how... The people that seem to be the luckiest are also the people that work the hardest, but people don't really see that that correlation, you know? Exactly. They see the <laughs> tip of the iceberg, you know? But awesome. Yeah. All right. Great, great tips, Josh. I love them. Let's go then the next level. Let's say someone's finished their certifications and they've just started in the industry. Mm, there could be a few different ways here, right? Maybe they've started at a gym and they don't have any clients or maybe they don't even have a job or maybe they want to do mobile PT and they're not having much clients there. That sort of situation there where someone's, they've finished, they've maybe got their toes in the water, but they're not successful. What are the, yeah. the common um, errors that you see people do? And then let's go to Josh's tips to, to overcome those errors. <clears throat> so again, number one, this, this is kind of a recurring theme is consistency. So when I first started my personal training business back in, 2007, I would read online about, you know, new marketing tactics and these new ways of getting clients. And I would, I would stick with them for about maybe two weeks, three Mm. weeks at max. And I'd go, oh, they're not working. Why aren't they working? And then if I'd have stuck with one or two tactics with consistency, you know, a consistent approach to my business, I probably would have seen better results, but I wasn't giving the, the, the tactics enough time to um, to kind of you know come to fruition, they they just you know I I had a boot camp at the time, and I had about twenty or thirty people come into my sessions, and then I would say oh, I'm going to do this new thing, I'm going to do the human billboard where they they advertise for me and everything. Then about two weeks later, I go, that's oh, not working. <clears throat> so number one would be consistency again. So I think consistency throughout the business is is, is the big one. Mm. And then another one that from personal experience is prioritize what you need to do and mm. then execute it because there are so many personal trainers that are reading. Obviously I love reading and I love, I think it's, it's a really good way to learn, but you could spend all your time reading and not enough time executing the actual advice that you've been given. So I think action execution, you know, whatever you want to call it really needs to be a big part of it because I have personal trainers that I know that have been studying for, you know, five, six years, but they don't, they don't put anything into practice and that's where they struggle because they've got all this knowledge and they don't, they don't do anything with it. Yeah. And then probably again, I think don't number three would probably be don't limit yourself with certain options. So for example, a lot of my guys will come to us and they think that one-to-one personal training is the only option. You know, they see a personal trainer one-to-one, that's what they think of. But obviously you've got, for example, you've got boot camps or small group training, you've got group fitness, you've got one-to-one training, you've got online, you've got eBooks, you've got products, you've got online, uh, I've said online, Mm. Um, you've got nutrition plans, you know, you've got all this stuff available to you and you're only really limited by your creativity. And I think a lot of that comes down to 
not knowing the the business side of it. They don't they don't understand about diversifying their income. As an example, if the model's not working for you, change the model. Basically, that's that's the that's one of the biggest takeaways that I learned from a lot of my business coaches. You know, years ago. So yeah, that that would be my big my big through. Be execute. Don't just learn the theoretical side of it. Go out and use it. Be consistent with your marketing approaches and take the time to let your business build. You know, you don't want to be a six-figure trainer in six days because it's not going to happen. Mm. <laughs> love it. Number love. three. Go on. Uh, no, I was, was going to say, yeah, I, I love all three of those points then. I, once again, I agree like 500%. Like I think consistency <laughs> is the key, right? Like um, even now still today, there's there's a couple of things that, that I do like I'm a big fan of email marketing, right? I send out an, an email every day, right? And I also do a lot of, a lot of sales calls as well. I spend a couple hours of, of sales calls every day. And now it's, it's quite successful. But the only reason it's been successful is because I've just done it every single day for years. So even now, like a, a client might come through, hey, Johnny, look, I spoke to you on the phone like a year ago and I loved your product and now I'm finally ready to go, right? So you never sort of know when it's going to pay off there. And I'm a huge fan of, of action myself. I'm almost too big of a fan, you know, it almost, yeah. I'm not going to say get in, in trouble because I'm, I'm not a fan of mistakes, right? I, I don't really believe in, in mistakes. I believe in, in, learn, in, um, in learning, right? If something doesn't work for me, it wasn't a mistake as long as I learned something from it, right? I've, there's this quote, I don't know if you've seen it, I, I never lose, I either win or I learn. So, yeah. and, I, and I find like, yeah, there's, there's so much people out there that are so smart and in any industry, right? Not even just personal training. They are so smart and they could be so successful and they know everything, but they don't do what they know. And then they're not yeah. successful, right? And then there's other people that, you know, are nowhere near as smart or as educated or knowledgeable, but they learn one thing, they implement that one thing straight away and they become yeah. successful. So I, I love that whole philosophy of, yeah, learn something. You always need to learn that one thing, but that thing is worth absolutely nothing unless you action it, right? Yeah, so I agree exactly. 200%. And you're spot on as well. Like, you know, same sort of thing here in Australia. It's, you know, the, the one-on-one PT thing is the popular thing. You, you, everyone sort of thinks, oh, yeah, I'll get into to training and, you know, I'll do one-on-one PT and, and, you know, that's the only way to do it. And, you know, there's so many different ways out there and, and, I was sort of lucky, um, you know, I sort of stumbled, I got some uh, mentors early on that were doing some different mm-hmm. stuff, doing some online stuff, doing some different bootcamp stuff, doing some, you know, all this different stuff. And, and I was sort of lucky in that I was exposed to that early on. So it, it opened my mind there and that's been a, a huge part for me. So I, I love, I love that as well, how there's not just one size fits all, right? But um, let, let's move on from there, Josh. Now let's say the next level, let's say there's a PT and let's say they're somewhat successful. What I mean by that in, in Australia anyway, and I'm pretty sure it'd be the same in the UK, you get a lot of trainers where, you know, they can get quite successful. They can charge $100, $100 an hour, right? And they can fill up their, their diary with maybe 20, 30 hours of, of personal training a week. So, you know, they're making it two, $3,000 a week. It's, it's not bad. However, they don't really have a life, right? You're sort of up at, you know, 5 a.m. every morning. You sort of work until 9 p.m. every night. You're working on your Saturday mornings. You might get a few hours off in the middle of the day, but is it worth it? And then come Saturday and you don't want to go out and then Sunday you just want to sleep. I guess firstly, does that happen over there as well? Yeah, definitely. I've been there before, yeah. you know, uh, what we just call chasing the money. 
just trying to get in as many hours as you can and uh, burning yourself out eventually. Yeah, I've, I've been there, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. Me too. So, yeah, let's let's go with that. So what are the common things you see there, Josh, in, in trainers in that situation? And then what are your three sort of tips on how to overcome that? So I think that the kind of going back to what you said and I said a minute ago is that it's very easy to get into the trap of more hours, more money, you know, just constantly thinking you can grind or hustle more, whatever, which I think, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing because I've been there, you know, like I, there was a point when I was at an LA fitness and I had 40 to 50 hours a week of PT. And then my, the, the back end or the admin side of my business really started to suffer. You know, I wasn't really writing programs or diet plans properly. You know, I was just, I was there for that hour and then that client was gone. I was like, right, on to the next one. And I just completely forgot about the one before and I didn't do things. I didn't catch up on emails when I said I would. Things just got sloppy, basically. So <clears throat> I think moving forwards from that, if you're a trainer that's relatively busy, the kind of three steps that I use with, with trainers or the three steps that I recommend would be number one, systemize as much as you can. So I'm not a massive believer in things like, Oh, you know, you only need to work two hours a month and you can make a million dollars or whatever. Like, you know, it is doable, but I think personal training needs to be personal. So number one is systemize everything you can. So if you've got an email or autoresponder, that might save you 20 minutes a day. If you can get something like, um, there's something called Fit Pro Client Recipes over here, which is like nutrition software, yeah. which, you know, is really good. You can automate all your recipe books. You can automate your meal plans. And there's still that element of personal, like, you know, personal um, coaching, but it just, it takes off some of that workload. And then step two would be scaling your business. So once you've systemized everything, you can step back a little bit and work on your business rather than in your business, which is a massive trap that I got into um, with my PT business. And then, so with my two current businesses, like with PT Toolbox, all I need is my laptop. That's it. I just need my laptop. A video camera would be, you know, preferable, but I don't, it's not necessary. And I can work, you know, say two, three hours a day and generate X amount of money per month. You know, it's really, really scalable. And that works well around, around my family and obviously South MPT Academy, which is my other business. And then with South MPT Academy, what we've done is we're, looking at opening up two or three other locations because the model now is built where we can just hire a tutor, we find a location and then everything else is systemized. So the syllabus is written, the lessons are written, the plans for the lessons are written, everything is done. And once you put in that initial hard work, that means like I say, you can step back, you could potentially hire another trainer and they can deliver your sessions or, you know, however you want to run it. So I think that's, that's probably point number two would be scaling. <clears throat> and then number three, which I really struggled with was developing a long-term plan of action. Mm. So people think a year down the line, but what about say five years down the line, where do you want your business to be? How do you want it to run? Are you going to be a trainer in the trenches until you're 65, you know, until you retire, then what are you going to do? So I think if you can start systemizing and scaling now, then that allows you to build a better long-term plan with maybe you pulling back on the hours and letting someone else effectively earn you money. 
that's that's kind of like my dream world, you know. That's what I love. <laughs> yeah, no, spot on. I, I and I've got to agree with you five hundred percent again, Josh. I love those points. Let's 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 summarize them. So the first one was systems. Yes, yeah, spot on. And yeah. and so my background's very heavily in in boot camp and then on the online side of things. And this is why I love the online world because you can get that system in place. So say for example. Yeah. And let's use Bootcamp as an example. So when I was running Bootcamp, you know, it was, it was 50 bucks a week and you get five sessions a week. So pretty good value, but I'd also stack up the online side of things. So, hey, along with your, for your 50 bucks a week and your five sessions, you also get Jono's basic nutrition guidelines. You also get Jono's basic home program. You also get Jono's clean eating recipe ebook. You also get Jono's clean eating smoothie and shake ebook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And that's the same sort of thing where with that sort of stuff, you do it once it's not individualized, right? It's, it's generic stuff, but that's okay. You do that once. Your your personal side of things is the actual yeah. boot camp, right? When they come to the boot camp, that's when you're personal. That's when they've got any specific questions about that. You can, you know, um, help out there. But from that um, system side of things, and to be honest, it's even just as much a sales tool than anything. Let's say someone's comparing my boot camp, which is 50 bucks a week for five sessions, comparing someone else's boot camp, which is 50 bucks a week for five sessions. But with Jono's, I also get this, 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 and this. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jono's. Even yeah. if I don't even use that, I've got it there anyway, right? So I think that's that's sort of super, super powerful there. And the other thing on, on systems with my boot camp, it'd be a 12-week challenge, right? So I could, all, I could by the end of it, I could pencil everything in where, all right, Here's 12 weeks of workouts and then here's 12 weeks of little fun things we can do in the Facebook group. In week two, we're going to do a no sugar challenge. In week four, we're going to do a walking challenge. Week six is bring a friend week and then your friends can come in for a little six-week challenge at the end and week eight is the accountability week and week 10, we do a fun run or something then week 12, we have a party. Once I sort of had that system in place, it was a walk in the park to run because you do one 12 weeks, I write all that down. When it comes to the next 12 weeks, I can do that exact same thing again. The clients that have rejoined for the next boot camp, it was three months since they did their last no sugar challenge or their last fun run anyway. They don't mind doing it again. And for the newbies, it's awesome. And once I had that system in place, it took so much stress off me, right? I knew what session I was going to do. I knew what game I was going to play. I could plot everything in and then I could just focus on either A, giving my clients an amazing experience or B, just doing more sales and marketing, getting more clients in there, you know? So I love um, love that side of things. And then the scaling side of things as well, that's why I love um, Bootcamp as well because say with Bootcamp, it's super easy to scale, right? Let's say you've got, um, you know, you're running five sessions a day and you've got 20 clients in there and you're like, all right, cool, I've got 20 clients and, you know, I want to sort of double my income. I think I, I need 40 clients in there. You can get another 20 clients in there and you don't need to work another 20 hours, right? Because you've already got that, that Bootcamp yeah. in place. If it's too busy and you can't run the, you know, the 40 people in one session or whatever, okay, sweet, bring another trainer down, pay them $50 for the hour or whatever it may be, and you can still sort of run that there. So you've got that, that other person sort of working for you there. Um, or alternatively, as you said, you can get another trainer in for you. So you might say, all right, cool, I've got this boot camp. I've got 20 people um, you know, running that in that boot camp there. Hey, I might go to the other end of town and start up another boot camp. I'll pay a trainer 50 bucks, you know, to run this session here. I'll go and start up another another boot camp there. That's a whole, we could go all day on that sort of stuff as well. But, you know, it just gives you more, more options, right? And same thing with PT, you know? Once you've got those, because I think with PT, it's, it's so important to have those systems and structure in place. Otherwise, why is someone going to work under you? You've got to give them more than a lead, right? But if you give them a lead and say, hey, here's the lead, but they also get Jono's this, 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 and this. Here's your workouts. Here's your structure. And it's a bit easy for them, right? And then, um, and then yes, yeah, spot on with the long-term game as well. 
especially if you're, you're grinding and hustling like, all right, hey, you know, you can earn 30, work 30, 40 hours a week and make some good money, but how long can you do that for? You know, where's the sustain? Where, there's got to be something in there where, you know, am I doing that to make some cash so I invest in my own studio or am I doing that to invest in property or, you know, am I going to start up a boot camp and then I do all the sales and marketing side of the boot camp and I just hire a trainer to run it? There's got to be some sort of um, plan there. So I love, yeah. love that side of thing too. Um, now I want to change. Oh, sorry, go. Go on. I was just going to say, I think um, uh, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the short term, week to week, day to day, you know, grind, if you want to call it that. And just, <clears throat> you, you forget, you forget about even the, the little things or, or even some of the big things like, you know, spending time with your family or going on holiday, that sort of thing. Cause you're like, oh, I need to get those hours in. And I've been in that trap massively. Um, so yeah, I think that long-term planning, um, I, I'd actually probably say there's one more thing I'd like to add yeah. to the previous question about yeah. PTs, which is don't be afraid to sell to people because oh, I yeah. find so many personal trainers and the word sales is effectively a swear word, you know? I think if you've got a product that you believe in and you think that you can help that person, you know, if, you, if your business is built on eth- good ethics and good values, you have nothing to be afraid of when it comes to sales, but yeah. That, we can cover that in a bit. Oh, 100%. No, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of sales myself. And I guess the reason why I like sales is because I feel like I'm, this is my opinion on sales anyway. I want to give, um, uh, I love, well, my passion in life, right, is I like motivating or helping someone to make a decision to improve their life. That's what I love doing, yeah. right? And if I just, you know, have a chat to someone at a barbecue and I motivate them for a couple minutes, but then they don't do anything about it, I feel I've failed, right? But if I can motivate them, you know, and then they sign up for a gym or they sign up for a boot camp or they hire a personal trainer, then I feel good because I feel they've actually taken that extra step, they've taken it serious, and they're going to do something about it. And then uh, me personally, from a sales point of view, like I I feel like I want to give them such good value for money that I'm almost, I'm not going to say ripping myself off, but they're getting the better deal. You know, I want to make my service so good that whatever they're paying me, whether it's 50 bucks a week for boot camp, whether it's 120 bucks now for PT, they're getting the better deal because whatever they pay me, I'm going to give them more value, you know? So I think um, huge, huge. But hey, you mentioned something there, Josh, that I want to bring up. I know you're a big, big on ethics and morals for personal trainers. And I think that's important because it's such, over here anyway in Australia, it's a little bit unregulated, right? You can almost do whatever you want in the, the sort of industry. So if you could give us maybe top... Um, Let's give us a couple do's and a couple don'ts. So what are the some things that you recommend a big no-nos and, and PTs shouldn't do? And then some of the things that you recommend they definitely should do to keep their, their integrity. So I think probably probably the biggest one for me is staying on top of their education because I feel like the fitness industry is so uh, fast moving that by neglecting your education, you're effectively giving your clients a disservice. So if you're giving them out of advice or advice that maybe isn't as accurate as it could be, then you're, they're effectively paying you money. for something. Like you wouldn't go to a doctor that hadn't done any education for 20 years. You know, if they were still giving you leeches to, <laughs> to you know, fix the problems, then you might have a bit of a problem with that. So <clears throat> I think that's, that's number one is stand on top of your education. That's, that's a problem that I see all the time with personal trainers and either they're, they're not willing to pay the money or just dedicate the time. You know, say one day a month, if you go to a, a free workshop or you go and do a CPD course, 
you know, you go learn some, some new stuff, like for example, and you're going to be able to give your clients better service, more value for money, all that sort of stuff. And then I think having values that you truly believe in, like, for example, if you know your product works and you truly value that as a service, then that's going to keep you on track with your clients. So you're, you're effectively not ripping people off. Like I know personal trainers, there are some local to us that have, as an example, one story, anecdotally, there was a guy who had charged, you know, a thousand pounds for 12 weeks, but he only turned up for, I think it was like four out of the 10 sessions. Mm. Every other time he just, he called in sick or whatever. Like that to me is just ridiculous. Mm. And then I think another big one that I see, especially when we talk about scaling and systemizing your business, another kind of negative that I see is people take out the personal aspect of personal training. Mm. So they start to, they, they try and systemize too much mm. and then they, they lose that, that customer focus and they're, they're all about the money, mm. you know? So, cause we had a bit of an experience in 2016 where basically we were running the PT courses and someone stole three million pounds that was our, our funding provider. Oh. And basically, it ter- it, he, he took the three million pounds and it turns out like about 100 of our students weren't registered with the governing body. So they didn't have any certificates. They had, on paper, they never completed the course. So for us, that could, have, that could have ruined our business from a cash flow perspective, but also from a reputation perspective. So what we did is we fought really hard over six months and then basically we got, we didn't get all of our money back, but we got every single one of those students certificated. We got them certified. Yeah, which was, which was amazing. And um, it turns out there were over the, the UK, there were, there were about 2000 people that had been affected and only our guys were the ones to get their certificates because we cared enough about them to actually go out there and, and get the certificates. So you know, like I just think having that set of values and those ethical kind that that ethical view will pay off long term for your business. Because the thing is, like I see a lot of these guys online that say, "Oh, you can become a six figure coach. You can do this. You can do that." And I'm the the, the question I always ask is, how long is that going to last for that trainer? If you don't build it on a solid foundation, then everything is going to crumble eventually. You know, so that's that. They're kind of my kind of do's and don'ts around ethics. I, um, I'm actually presenting a lecture in March. I think it's March. Let's have a look. Um, yeah. In March about kind of building an ethical business. And, and that's one of my case studies is our own business where, you know, that guy basically screwed us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I love it. Cause I think, I think in business there's always going to be, um, you know, hiccups and that sort of thing come up. And that's why I love your, your attitude, Josh, your quote from the start, which was, it's, it's no one's fault, but your own basically. Right. And it would have been so easy for you just to sit back. Oh, it's not my fault. This guy did that. This guy did that. And then your business could have crumbled because all these guys don't get certificates. And then, you know, they put bad reviews on Google and Facebook and then, you know, no one wants to go there and train and then you're gone. But you know, instead you went the other route and you're like, all right, Hey, this happened. What can I do to, to make sure this doesn't crush me? And you've done it from a, a place of love, right? Because, I mean, there's, there's, goods, and, there's goods and bads each, each way, right? But I feel like the way you've done it is going to be better long-term. Like, all right, if you did and you got your money back but no one got their certificates, 
uh, is it going to be good long, long term for your business? Probably not. This way here, okay, you didn't get your money back, but you got all those guys certified. It's going to keep the business running. And I think you're spot on where like anyone can make, make rich, uh, get rich quick, right? Or to, to an extent, anyone can, you know, sell a 12 week program for a few thousand bucks and make it sound like the best thing in the world, right? But if that program is rubbish, you're gone 12 weeks later, right? Whereas yeah. if you do it in that, that ethical sort of way, all right, hey, it might start off slow, but it's that long-term game. And like we've, we've talked all podcast consistency, you know, there's people that, that come back to me now a year, two years later. Hey, Jono, I've been following you for a couple of years. Hey, we spoke a few years ago. I liked what you did a few years ago, right? That's sort of long-term game, you know? Um, but hey, Josh, we, I probably should let you go because we're coming up to the, the time limit here, but I just wanted to... Um, Finish with like a tactic because you're obviously a bit of a, a you know, your specialty is helping PTs grow their business. What would be one? So we've spoken a lot strategy wise, right? You know, the, the mindset and the strategy, that sort of thing. What about tactic wise? Let's say now if you had, you had some PT, they've got this mindset, they're ethical, you know, they're furthering themselves, they're there. What's one little tactic they could implement like today to help them um, go to the next level? So one of my favorite ones is to <clears throat> effectively build a community around your business and massively over deliver on value without wanting anything back in return. Because obviously once you, like as an example, if you look at CrossFit, they've made a massive community around their business and it doesn't matter what happens in CrossFit now, they have those, you know, like zealots, basically. They have those kind of people that CrossFit is a religion to them and they've, they've built that community aspect really well. Um, a lot of personal trainers, in my opinion, are too scared of giving away information for free mm. because they think people can do it without them. Mm. But the quote that I kind of use in a lot of my talks is that information is free and yeah. implementation is priceless because that's, that's what people are going to pay you for. Like the, the, the biggest thing I see is personal trainers hold their, their cards really close to their chest and they're like, no, I'm not going to give away this because my clients will leave. But the thing is, if you give away loads of value and you help people on a day-to-day -day basis with your Facebook group, that's the one I recommend anyway. Or it could be a daily email, daily message, WhatsApp, whatever. Yeah. Then when they do really need your help, that's when they'll come to you because you've helped them in the past, you've given them value, you've over-delivered. And that, that would be my one. You know, get, get some sort of closed-in group, be it on Facebook or wherever. Facebook's my preference because everyone's on it. Yeah. And then just, just post every day, give them something they can use, give it daily workouts, recipes, you know, however you can help that person and don't expect anything back. Exactly. Because as, as, as we said earlier, if, if you give from a place of love, then that's what you're going to, if you don't have any ulterior motives, it'll be authentic and people will start to know, like, and trust you. And then they'll buy from you eventually. You know, that's the plan anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 yeah. Once again, love it 200%. You know, like there's this quote, I think this quote's even from the Bible. Like I'm not super religious, but I think there's this quote in the Bible, which is like the key to, the key to happiness is to uh, give someone something and not expect something in return. And I just yeah. find you, you, you live your life so much happier like that. If you're sort of saying, oh, I'll do this for this person, but they better help me out you're probably yeah. going to be disappointed in life, you know, um, but it's just a better, better sort of attitude just to give, 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 give. And when that person needs the help, they've got two choices. They can either go to someone that's been helping them for years or they can just Google some random person who they've never met. They're obviously going to go with you, all right? And then in terms of like information, like with Google and YouTube these days, they can probably find out 99% of what we know for free anyway, right? So the, the info is not so much the, the valuable thing these days. It's not like, you know, 20 years ago when 
it's super hard to get that info. You can probably do one, one YouTube or Google post and find most of the info you want, but whether you do it or not is the, the, other, the other thing there. So well, I've sort of got this saying that, that I use in, in um, you know, all sorts of things. It probably summarizes what you said there. What I think the key to a successful personal trainer is motivation, support, mm-hmm. accountability, and community. Right, I think I think workouts and results is probably underneath that. Right, if you've got a client and you can keep them accountable, you can keep them motivated, you can keep them supported, and you can keep them part of a, a community. Even if they're not getting the results, they're probably going to keep coming back. Chances are, if they're doing those things, they're probably going to get the results anyway. Right, but those, I think, those four things there. If you can provide those four things there, that's what's going to keep the client happy and and committed. Right, and that I think is more important than the actual workout. They can get the workout on, on Google for free, right? But if you can provide yeah. those four things there, it, it ensures that they actually do it. So I, I love yeah. love how you've summed that up there. Um, Josh, just before we finish up, is there anything I missed? Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? Um, I think you've pretty much covered it. I, uh, I, th- I, think, we've, I think we've got all the info. I, I love it. I think the questions are really, really good. Awesome. I with... Uh, um, with uh, the personal trainers, just to reiterate, really, it's just that just just keep going. Basically, you know, like everyone, you've got ownership of this this business. Everything that happens in your business is down to you. If something's not going your way, just keep moving forwards, and you will eventually get to where you need to be. Pretty much, that's the only thing I would add. Is that you know it is difficult at times, but if someone else can be making you know thirty million a year or whatever, then why can't you? <laughs> Spot on. 100%. Spot on. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Josh, if someone's listening to this and, and they you know, want to uh, get in contact with you, they want to look you up, all that sort of stuff, what's the best? I'll, I'll put some links below in the, the box, obviously, but what are, what are the best things, best ways for people to contact you? So probably the, the easiest way is on my Facebook page, which is just my personal profile, which is Josh Mullen. Um, so I'm on that every <laughs> probably, hey, probably too much every yeah. day. Hey, sorry, Josh. It, I my think website the wi- is PTBox. So, sorry, Josh. The Wi-Fi just cut out there on on that bit there. Can you say again? Sorry, what were the the best places to contact you? No worries. So my Facebook profile, uh, Josh Mullin, which I spend a bit too much time on, <laughs> and then also my website, which is www.pttoolbox.co.uk, and that that relaunches at the end of February, and then also. If you need to contact me directly, which I'm always happy to answer any questions, it's just josh at pttoolbox.co.uk. So if anyone has any questions or, you know, need some help or some advice, they can always reach out. I'm happy to help, you know. I've been in their position probably. So fun times. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Josh, thanks very much for your time. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Um, don't forget to keep in touch with us on social media. I'll put all the links below, but we've got a closed community Facebook group. We all interact on there. We've got a YouTube channel. We put all our videos on there. And don't forget to leave a five-star review on this podcast because I'm really working on making it the number one podcast in this industry in the world. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy. 
the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.